Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. This Monday night, Pastor John Irving shared a message about the power and promise of the Holy Spirit and prophecy. This was such an empowering message, and I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's check in. And so I want you to turn to Joel chapter 2. If you've been around me for the last week or two, Joel has been uh, really on my heart. I've been teaching in the mornings. I've preached it in, in uh, Aurelia. Uh, I have referred to it in a couple other places. Um, but the prophetic word that I had for 2023, I always get one verse. And the verse that I got is found in Isaiah 59, 19. I'm just going to read this incredible, I'm just going to say this incredible, uh, I prophesize, proclaim this, this verse. And the last part of the verse says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Anybody had a little bit of an opposition over the last three years? In your life, in your family, all right? Uh, When the Spirit of the Lord, when the enemy comes in like a flood, and it just feels like it's been a flood. It feels like we have been um, slimed over the last three years, all right? But there's a cleansing, there's a purifying, there is a... There is a standard that God is raising up. It's a standard that goes into battle. You know, like in, in, in the Roman army, they would lift the standard up. And they would, it's like a flag that would go into battle. And identifying who they are. And God is raising his standard in his army. All right? And he's going into battle for us. Amen? And no weapon forged against you. Another Isaiah verse will prosper. No weapon that is forged in the pit of hell will prosper. All right? And any argument that the enemy sets up will be brought low. And so that's the word for this year. I'm surprised that I never spoke from that verse in the three years of the pandemic. I'm sure other pastors probably have referred to it. I haven't heard of anybody preaching that verse. I've preached it many times in days gone by. But that's the word for this year. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard. The Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. So remember that verse. Pray that verse in any time throughout this year. All right? And so Joel, Joel 2, 28 is very, very familiar. Let me kind of give you a little bit of a backdrop in Joel. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. We're going to move to the book of Acts, the fulfillment of this uh, word that uh, the prophet Joel has given. Joel is writing, most conservative scholars, is, is a ninth century prophet. The further, the higher the number, the longer away from us. So first century BC would be kind of pretty close, and then the ninth century is almost a thousand years before Christ. And so this was uh, in the minor prophets, the... the um, uh, Othelia is um, the first, it's only a one-chapter book, and then comes Joel. Joel is written, actually, 
many scholars believe, there's a little question mark about it, but most conservative scholars believe it was written before Isaiah. Contemporaries with Isaiah, but written just before Isaiah. So we're going back, uh, an 8th century prophet. And, uh, and so there was an event that happened in, in chapter 1. In that chapter, there was locusts. Anybody read Joel and you, you heard about this locust uh, invasion? And, uh, and it destroyed everything. And so it's fresh on their minds of this past experience uh, where everything, everything is gone. And then a drought came. And then, of course, a fire came. And so the whole land was devastated. And then chapter 2, uh, we get into uh, future events. So chapter 1 is a past event that everybody's familiar with. Chapter 2 is a future event. And then the main theme of the book of Joel, five times the words, the day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord begins on this verse that we're going to look at right here, verse 28. This is when the day of the Lord begins. We, we always think the day of the Lord is a future event that's coming, and, and it is. But the day of the Lord is like an error. Not like a mistake error. It's like an error, E-R-A, an error of time. And so since the church began, the day of the Lord has been at work. And it will culminate uh, at the end, capital D. So we're in that period of time right now where we're getting closer and closer to the end. So listen to this verses, these verses here. Let me... Uh, change glasses and it will come about after this after what after the things that have just he says blow a trumpet in Zion call for a fast we have been fasting for, for we're coming up on 21 days after this fast after you humble yourself after you repent after these things, I will send my spirit. And we are in that midst of the after here in this church, after uh, in the new year, after this fast, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons. Notice this. It says all mankind. I'm going to come back to that. Some incredible insights came this week on that uh, with that three-letter word, all. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Not sure where I'm at there. I, I get both visions and dreams. All right. Verse uh, 29. And even on the male and the female servants... I will pour out my spirit in those days. Wow. Now, let's, let's go back to this word all. The people knew that God would pour out his spirit on certain men, certain people, for certain situations at certain times. You would have, remember even Saul, the Spirit of God came upon Saul and he began to prophesy. And people were like, 
what? The Spirit of God is on Saul. He's prophesying. All right. Uh, there was Elijah, Elisha. There was several prophets that the Spirit of God fell on them, and they began to prophesy. Uh, some priests were, were, were touched by the Spirit of God. Sometimes the Spirit of God landed on somebody, and it stayed on them for their life. Sometimes it landed, it came upon them for a certain task, for a certain time. Look at Samson in, in the Old Testament. The Spirit of God came upon him and gave him strength. But nobody, nobody ever thought the Spirit of God would come on everybody. Even their, uh, their male and female servants, the common people, the, 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 the nobodies are right in a sense. All flesh. Uh, turn to somebody and say, you're part of the all. You're part of the all. You watching online is part of the all. God is going to and he has poured out his spirit on all flesh and all people, those that are hungry. All right, and this is the day of the Lord in verse uh, uh, 30. And I will display wonders in the sky and on earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke, and the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and awesome. All right, some versions say terrible. Day of the Lord comes. And so we have this idea that the Spirit of God comes when the church is birthed, but it culminates at the end of the age. And it will, listen to this, it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. We're going to read in Acts in just a minute. Will be saved. All right. Move over to uh, Acts chapter 2. Let's read this very familiar. These are very familiar scriptures. Let, let, let me tell you, I'm not up here to try to impress you with great preaching tonight. I'm up here to deliver the word of God. I'm a mailman. And what I'm doing is just delivering the word that I believe the Lord gave to me for tonight. I believe this is a prophetic night. I'm raising the, the um, a level of expectancy for this year, not just for tonight, for this year raising the water level, uh, and, 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 and having people to jump in. And it's the word of God I want to honor here tonight, uh, not fancy preaching, although there's nothing wrong with great, powerful preaching. All right? So I want you to listen to the word of God. I want the word of God to have solo place in your hearts here tonight. Let the word of God speak to you. These are familiar scriptures, but I pray that you would see something, that it would impact you afresh and anew. I'm asking for the spirit of God to come right now and speak forth his word into our spirits tonight and bring hope and bring freedom and bring deliverance and bring salvation. Ooh, hallelujah. Fresh infilling, a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost here tonight. And when the day of Pentecost, we're going to move to uh, 14 in just uh, a little bit, but you need the backdrop. Actually, if you turn back to chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power. Everybody say power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. And so then they were told to wait, commanded to wait. 
Sometimes we need to wait on the Lord. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one accord. We're not talking about a Honda, all right? Verse 2, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Can you get the picture here? And it and there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. Now, l- l- let me just back up. I can't remember who it was that was preaching here one night. Uh, maybe John Edwards or Jonathan Edwards. Maybe it was somebody else. But the pictures that we have is this little wee flyer, a little bit of a fire, a little flame over top of our heads and, 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 and such. And, and that's nice, and those are nice pictures. But he said this tongue of fire would be like the, 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 the height of that person, and it would just kind of envelop them, and they were baptized with fire. It was not just some little dabble, do you? It was the entire power of the living God coming upon them and absolutely radically uh, um, touched them and, 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 and filled them. There appeared to them tongues of fire. Does that help bring that image to life? Uh, distributing themselves and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Shanda bug. Just, just take a moment. Come on. Just, just use, your, use your language here. Shut. Come on. Pray in tongues. Shanda bakanda. Come on, come on. Verse 5. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. This was Pentecost. This was one of the feasts of the Lord that they were commanded to go to Jerusalem. And so there was every nation from all over the known world. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each, they were each one hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and they marveled saying, why are not all these who are speak are not all these who are speaking uh, from uh, Galilee? Verse 8, how is it that we hear them in our own language? from Asia Minor, from Rome, from uh, different parts of, of uh, the, the, uh, the known world to which we were born. Here we are, the Parthians, the Medes, the Emilites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phygera, yeah. Pampilia, all right? Egypt and other, I I know I'm really destroying some of these names. And districts of Libya and around Serene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Proselytes is someone that converted to to, uh, to, uh, uh, Judaism. Listen to this, verse 11, it goes on. Creations, Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues. 120 people. All right, maybe 120 different languages, I don't know. Uh, speaking of the mighty deeds of God. If you have the gift of when you're praying in tongues, you're, you're praying something that is powerful. You're praying something that is of God. God is speaking 
to you in a radical, powerful way. Sometimes it's a heavenly language that there is no uh, earthly language counterpart. Sometimes it's an earthly language. I know uh, when I was in Israel and we were in a bomb shelter because bombs were falling all around us uh, in 2006, all right, I began speaking Russian. I had no idea I was speaking Russian, but somebody in that room knew Russian, and they said, you're talking about rockets, and you're saying, asking God to protect us from the rockets that were falling all around us, all right? And we could feel the explosions all around. But I didn't know, but God knows, and he knows how to pray through us, all right? Uh, and verse 12, and they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying one to another, what does this mean? And then verse 13, but others were mocking. You know, there's always some mockers. There's always, and sometimes they're in your own family. All right? Saying, they are full of sweet wine. In other words, new wine. They've been drinking. Then Peter takes his incredible stand this is a guy that ran away. This is a guy that was uh, terrified. This is a guy that all of the disciples ran away at one time. But Peter, bold. The thing that you have to remember is before the Spirit of God, before they came to faith in the resurrected God, it's one thing to have head knowledge about Jesus. It's another thing to know Jesus and to be filled with his spirit. There's something totally different. And Peter's a transformed man. The disciples are transformed because they're all out there because uh, he says, taking the stand with 11. The 12 disciples are there. Raised his voice and declared to the men of Judah, all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. First, first sermon of the church. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour. Third hour, they started the day at 6 a.m., so this is 9 a.m. in the morning. You know, nobody gets drunk at 9. Most people, even in the Western world, even in Canada, we know that nobody gets drunk at 9 in the morning. You know, there may be a rare exception to that, but 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, if, if they're drunk the night before, they're still sleeping, all right? And uh, it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of and through the prophet Joel. When the Spirit of God fell, they didn't ignore the Word of God. Remember that. There are some charismatics, all right, and we're, we're, we're part of them, all right, that get off so much into the Spirit of God, they don't believe you need the Word of God anymore. Or they just use it a little bit. But the first thing that Peter does, he goes back into the Word. Remember, they didn't have the New Testament. So the only Word of God that they had was the Old Testament, the Tanakh. All right? And he went back to the prophet Joel, and he began declaring the Word of God to them. And the Word of God was touching people's lives and he was explaining and teaching and, 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 and proclaiming what God had done was already spoken in the prophet Joel. And they all knew the prophet Joel. 
it was not something that, that uh, they all knew this scripture verse. They all knew it. And it says here, and it shall be, and we've already read it, but let me read it here again. And it shall be in that, in that last days, God said. So the last days, it, the beginning of the last days is Pentecost. You see that? That I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. You see that? These 12 and the other 120 are prophesying. They're speaking in tongues. They are, they are, are giving glory to God. And not just that one person. Not just maybe, an, maybe a company of prophets. But all 120 were. And, and we see throughout the book of Acts, and if we get time, we'll go to a couple other places where people began, people, the, the, the Spirit of God fell on people, and they were baptized, and the evidence was speaking in tongues. Tongues is not the only gift. It's just the, usually it's the initial evidence of tongues, uh, of the baptism. And your sons uh, and your daughters. How about daughters? Come on now. It was a pretty male-dominant uh, time back then. All right, but your daughters. Come on, women. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Shall prophesy. If you don't have the gift of prophecy, ask God this year for the gift of prophecy. All right? God wants, that's the, that's the hallmark of Eagle Worldwide Ministry, that when we pray for people, they get the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and one of them is prophesy. And you want to know who you can prophesy? Prophesy to yourself. Stand in front of the mirror. I don't know how many times over the years of being a Christian, I've stood in front of the mirror and started prophesying. All right? Declaring the word of God over myself. You know, before you go prophesying over everybody else, how about you prophesy over yourself? Every day when you wake up in the morning, declare the word of God over you, over your family, over your life. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Verse 18 even upon my bond servants, both men and women, everyone. And in those days, I will pour forth my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Three or four times he said, you'll prophesy. Come on, if you're, if you're born again, if you have the, 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 the spirit of living God, you are called not only to speak in tongues, you're called to prophesy. Come on. And then I will grant... Wonders in the sky above and signs beneath the earth, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness. They would all remember what happened when Jesus was on the cross. When Jesus was on that cross, noonday became dark like midnight. Remember? All right? They would all remember this. This was only a number of days earlier. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord. And it shall be that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right. And then he, he narrows it in. He says, this is our experience. This is what's happened to us. Amazing that, that, that Peter was given these verses. All right? These verses were what people were waiting for. They knew that God had said it, but now, now the Spirit of God had fallen. Men of Israel, listen to the words. 
Jesus, the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God has performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man delivered up by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, nailed to a, a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. You know, we still have godless men in the world, and they're still planning even this week in a place I'm not going to mention. Verse 24, and God raised him up again, putting an end, everybody say end, to the agony of death. And since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. You know, I remember uh, a friend told me many, many years ago, the amazing thing wasn't that Jesus rose from the dead. We all are absolutely amazed because nobody has risen from the dead. But he says it's only natural. You can't kill God. He is going to come back to life. It's kind of like, you know, when I was a kid, I had one of those punching things, you know. You punch it to the floor, it's going to rise. That's its nature is to rise. All right? Remember those things? You'd punch it and go down and come back up again. All right? I mean... God is going to rise up. He's God. The amazing thing is that he was willing to die in the first place. And that was the part that troubled me about my search for God and who, who he was. Was I said, it's illogical that God would die. And it took me on a, a several months before I came to realize that, yeah, I actually rejected Christ. Most of you know my testimony. Because people don't rise from the dead. All right, but Jesus, if he's really God, he has to rise from the dead. It is glorious, it's wonderful, and that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in each one of us. Wow. And God raised him up, again, putting an end to death, agony, uh, putting into the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in his power. And, and you can read those, those next few verses. I'm going to skip over, all right? to verse 37. Now when they heard this, so, so he's talking about Jesus. All right? He's proclaiming, he's prophesying, he's speaking other prophetic words, and you can read the in-between portion. And then once they heard these words, verse 37, now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. There's something about this book when this book is proclaimed, when this book, and I'm believing that God will even pierce hearts here tonight, pierce my heart, and said to Peter, and, and this year this book will be central to our hearts and our lives, said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Wow, we didn't know that about Jesus. We didn't know. We had no idea. And Peter said to them, repent, and let each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. You'll, it, it, it's, it's incredible. I've been thinking the last few days about this, but think about it. Uh, in the past, the gift of the Holy Spirit would come on a few people, and you would think that Peter 
would be like, wow, us 120 got it. You guys didn't. You, you weren't in the upper room. That's it. We got it. All right? We're, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the special few. We're, we're the ones. We're, we're, we're the ones called now to minister and go and, and whatnot. You need to, you know, respect us because we got the gift. All right? You know, there are some preachers that think, you know, they got the gift. Everybody has to kind of bend down to them. All right? No. It's for everybody. It's for all people. And he says, if you repent, you'll receive the gift. You receive the gift. And that has, it's, it's incredible, a revelation that Peter had that it wasn't just for him. It wasn't just for them. That it was for all flesh. That's why he went to Joel. He went to Joel to say, the Spirit of God is going to be poured out on everybody. Woo! I don't know, but that really turns my crank. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. I wasn't sure if I should say that. Victoria's in the room. Glory to God. And Peter said, and, 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 uh, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children. And your children. Right now, let's take two minutes and, and out loud, everybody, just, uh, just lift up the names of your children and your grandchildren. Just lift them up right now. Lord, we lift these names up to you for our children and our grandchildren. And Jesus, lift up the names right now. Lift up the names out loud. Lift them up. God can hear everyone. Father, we just pray for that right now. We pray that you would receive salvation. They would receive the gifts of the Spirit. They would receive the power of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come on. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And with many other words. All right, many other words. Many other words. He spoke to them. He prophesied to them. He used scripture. Testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved. Be saved. Be saved. We need to reach out. Yesterday, I, I, I went through the characteristics of heaven and hell. You know, all we have to do is go to somebody and said, which place would you rather go to where there's hatred, there's agony, there's pain, there's sorrow, there's tears, there's loneliness, there's fear, uh, there's, there's, uh, there, there's darkness, or do you want to go to the place that's full of love, light, joy, peace? Uh, a gentleness, uh, uh, truth, honesty, loyalty, uh, and so on and so forth. Which place would you rather go to? All right? No, a very few people say, you know, I really want to go to hell. Now, some of them say they want to go to hell because that's where the party is and that's where all their friends are going to be. No, you're going to be isolated. The only thing you'll hear, you might hear, hey, so-and-so, is that you over there? Yeah, I'm in pain. It's not a party time. It's not smoking up. It's not drinking. It's not having fun. It's pain. It's, 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 it's a horrible place. And, and, and we should never want to tell somebody to go to hell. All right? That is the last place. Even if that person, oh, hallelujah, even that person uh, hurt you or abused, or, or, we should never want that. That's where we need to walk in that incredible gift of forgiveness. All right? Jesus on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. You know, if you're not, if you're still work, if you're still operating with hurt, and you're still having some issues of unforgiveness, 
Tonight's the night. Just say, God. And if you can't do it, just say, God, I know uh, your word says, Father, forgive them. All right? Father, forgive them. All right? It's right in the Lord's prayer. Forgive them, Lord. Forgive them. And, 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 and Lord, or, or you can pray this prayer. When we're doing deliverance, we have a prayer. We just, we just lead people through and we say to them that uh, uh, if you can't forgive them, say, Lord, give me the ability to forgive. Lord, I, I can't forgive, but I'm asking you to give me the, op, the, the, the ability to forgive so-and-so and, and forgive so-and-so. It, it's a prayer. Sometimes we need help to get past that emotional and that, uh, that mental struggle in our lives. And God does it. God does it, all right? And I spoke about Corey Tembloom yesterday and the powerful thing that happened to her. Uh, but I won't go there today. And so it says here, uh, verse 41, so then those who had received his word, it's important that we receive his word, his word, all right, it's now in Scripture. The sermon that he, pro, he, he, he preached is now in the word, or at least a portion of it. And he quoted from Scripture from the Old Testament. And were baptized. And there were added about 3,000 souls that day. Now, how about that for a great first message? You know? Can you imagine 3,000 people, 3,000 souls? I, and I don't know if that was just like they, they counted the bread, you know, the, the feeding 5,000. was that? It doesn't say 5,000, 3,000 men. It says 3,000 people. So I'm going to assume that means male and female, children, all right, all flesh. Wow. And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship to breaking of bread, and to prayer, all right? And everyone, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. There's an awe in this room tonight. We want to have that sense of awe. You know the word awesome should only be used for Jesus? Because he's the only one full of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place throughout, through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. They began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Remember, they're from all over the world. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. Can you imagine what the high priest and what they were thinking? They've lost control. They've lost control of the temple. Jesus, this one that they thought they'd done away with, is now being lifted up. And they, they were uh, in the temple, then they breaking bread from house to house. They were taking meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. All the people. We're, we're, we're absolutely amazed because they began seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. They could sense the power of God. I believe we're going to see that this year. Or day by day, through to those who were being healed. Wow. I thought I'd be almost done, but it's only 916. All right. I'm finished page one. Hallelujah. The good news is I only have page two. 
Let me just touch down on three or four more places, and then we're going to begin praying for people, all right? I want to go to a few other places. There's so many, there's no way we could do them all. But I just want to see that this is not just a once and done. This baptism of the Holy Spirit, the speaking in tongues, this, these miracle signs and wonders, this infilling was a, an over and over and over again. When we come to church, we should come to get filled and then go out into the world. All right, that, that's, what we sh- that's what we need to be here. Uh, we are the church when we come together and the Spirit of God comes and, and when we get led in worship by different teams here at the church or in whatever church you're from, God is doing something powerful in our midst. There's something of a collective. The Bible says one puts 1,000 to flight, two puts 10,000 to flight. I've often wondered, what does 20 people do? The problem is getting us all into one accord, into one place spiritually. We all ha- we are all so individualistic in North America. We all have our own agendas, our own ideas. But if we can lay down, lay down our agendas, our concerns, our our cares, our our uh, um, our plans, and just come together and just ask God, there's nothing He can't do the greatness of what God can do with a group. And this is a a modest-sized group here tonight. Can you imagine if we all had the heart and mind of God and we had the power of the Holy Ghost? We could take all of Aurora, York Region, all right? We really could. could. We could touch lives in our families in greater and greater measure. And so that's what I want to do. I want to go over to chapter 4. I want to go to verse 7. Peter and John are arrested, and they're brought before the government officials. Mr. Trudeau was there, and they asked, and when they asked, had them placed in the center, they began to inquire, by what power or in what name have you done this? All right? And they're talking about these miracles and, and whatnot. And then Peter, again, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we were on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to you all. Can you, can you just hear his voice just echoing through the chambers of that room? And the ears that do not want to hear what Peter is saying. And he goes on. Let it be known to all of you and to all people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified. He said that in his first sermon. Whom you crucified. Whom God raised from the dead and by the same Man stands before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you. He's quoting scripture again. The builders, but which became the very cornerstone. And there is salvation. Listen to this. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which 
We must be saved. Turn over to chapter 6. Just another five or eight minutes here, and then we're going to finish the service with prayer. We have the choosing of the seven, all right? Verse 7, and the word of God kept spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. The priests are now getting saved. Do you know there's many Muslim imams that are becoming believers now in different parts of the world? All right? And Stephen, one of the seven, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. And some of the men from the synagogue of free men, including Sirius and Alexandrius and some of the from such and such and such, it says, rose up and argued with Stephan and, 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 uh, and yet they were unable to cope with the wisdom of the spirit with which he was speaking. We don't have to fear the government. We don't have to fear tyrant tyranny. And we're rapidly going into tyranny in, in the West. We really are. But we don't have to fear that. Perfect love casts out all fear. And they were secretly induced men to say, we have heard him speak blasphemy, the words against Moses, against God. They had people to lie against him. They planted them, and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and dragged him away and brought him before the council. All right, and, and then... Uh, Peter gives, uh, Stephen gives his defense in chapter 7. And in verse 51, listen to this. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart. He's talking to the religious and, and, and the leaders of Israel. Can you imagine the boldness that he had to have He's supposed to bow down before them. He's supposed to obey them. And yet, when he's full of the Holy Spirit, this is not one of the 12. This is one of the seven that was just serving, called to serve. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. God wants to pour pour out on all men, including priests, and he was beginning to, to save many of the priests that were worked in the temple. Isn't that glorious? God wants to save people. He wants to fill people with the Holy Spirit. The one thing that stands against it, or one big thing that stands against it, is religion. Religion is an enemy of God. You know, the the woes that uh, Jesus spoke were against those that were religious. Woe to you, you whitewashed sepulchers! You claim to be full of life, but inside you're full of dead man's bones. Can you imagine coming out to, to, to hear, hear Jesus get a report? Do you know what he said? <laughs> this is what he told, uh, this is what he calls uh, the, 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 uh, the religious here rulers. And here we have just a commoner, 
Uh, which one of the prophets did your fathers persecute? And they killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. Wow! Murderers and betrayers of God himself. No wonder they stoned him. They were angry. They were furious. Whom you received the law as ordained by angels and yet did not keep it. And then so he's put to death. And listen to this, this verse. I, I, mean, I got to read 55. 54 says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the quick, cut to the heart. And they began gnashing their teeth at him. Just probably words not allowed to be put into the Bible were coming out of their mouth. All right. Verse 55. Can you get the picture? And being full, full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And they they cried with a loud voice, covered their ears, and rushed on him, and they, they stoned him. But listen to this. Most verses say that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. But here in these two verses, it says Jesus stood up. Why would Jesus stand up? He's looking over the portal and saying, that's my boy down there. That's my boy. All right? I believe Jesus stands up when there's something very significant happening. When you, when you take a stand for him, I believe he stands up for you. All right? I got other verses here. I don't think we're going to go through them. But there's a continual filling of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I think we'll just stop there and we'll have a time of prayer and then we'll have some time of prophecy, and uh, we won't go too late in the word tonight. But does that, does that encourage you here tonight? Beginning of this year, greater works. Come on, greater works. Greater works. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Praise God. Lord, we just pray a blessing. On this night, we pray a blessing upon the reading of your word, Lord, because that's basically all we did tonight. We just read your word, and your word has power. Your word is life, and I speak life to everyone here. I speak to your spirit to come alive. I speak the cobwebs in your mind to be loosed, to be cleansed. By the reading of the word, by the blood of the lamb, hallelujah. Uh, I pray for joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. That the joy of the Lord would be your strength in 2023. That when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, just like on, on Peter, on Paul, on the disciples, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard this year against the enemy, hallelujah, and his plans, his schemes, his devices. We put on the full armor of God here tonight, hallelujah. And we need to remember what Paul said, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, 
principalities, rulers of this world, all right? Wicked forces in the third heaven, second heaven. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. That person you're having trouble with, you're not fighting against him. It's the spirit behind it. But we have the Holy Spirit. And nothing, the Bible says that he that is within you is greater. Is greater, greater, greater. Everybody said greater, greater. It's kind of like, I like the image that you're in a fight and you're like the grade four student and the grade eight student is trying to beat up on you. But then your big brother stands behind you in university and he's a, he's a real powerful person and that person runs away. It's kind of like that picture. Greater is in you. Jesus in us. Jesus in us. The hope of glory. Jesus. We, the Holy Spirit is greater than any enemy that will come against you. And so right now, I just pray if you're, if you're not saved or if you are backslidden, just right now, just, just say, Jesus, just talk to him right now. I'm not going to go through sinner's prayer right now, but you just talk to him. Do business with him. Say, I want to know you. I want to know this Jesus. I Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Just say that kind of prayer. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill and shake us. I pray that there will be people in this room trembling under the power of God right now. Trembling when you go home to sleep at night. That tonight you just tremble in your bed because the power of God's flowing through you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Spirit of living God. We need you. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in your strength and your power. Come tonight in your own special way. Come. Come. We ask for a company, a host of heaven to come. We declare this place holy. Holy, 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 holy. We're not so much praying for healing tonight, but if you need healing, we're just going to do a corporate healing, and then we're going to move into the prophetic. Praise God. Father, I just pray healing. Just put your hand on your heart or on your knee or wherever you need healing right now. Father, you said signs and wonders, miracles will happen following the preaching of your word. Well, we got right into your word here tonight. It's your word, Lord. We're standing on your word, your promises. And I speak healing. I see, I see like a, like a throat, something like just up above your, above your chest and down here. If that's you, just put your hand on your, on your throat area, on your chest. Father, we just pray for breathing. 
Take some deep breaths. Just pray, oh God, the breathing is released right now. Airways are open right now. Somebody's knee, if you have a problem with your knee, put your hand on your knee. Speak healing to your knee, the right knee, the left knee. Ankles. You speak the sciatic nerve to be calmed and to be healed right now. You may ask, why do I do that? I don't know. It just happens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody has a pain in your neck. It's not your wife. Hallelujah. your hand on your neck right now we just speak healing just lord just give them a holy ghost a535 rub right now right now give them that massage and all that pain and all that stress just lift off your shoulders right now headaches go right now migraine headaches lift and go lift and go lift and go the peace of god comes into your mind all those bands and all that stress, we bind that spirit of infirmity, that spirit that's trying to cause migraine headaches to lift off you right now. We command the spirit of infirmity to lift off everyone here. In Jesus' name, we speak peace, joy over each and every person here. Father, any other ailment, whether it be stomach, dental, hearing, sight, feet, diabetes. Father, we just group them all up and we say, be healed, be whole. Be healed, be whole here tonight. Be healed and whole. Some of you might want to move around and, and just check yourself out right now. Stand up or bend over. Backs. Being healed right now. Just just begin to do something that just go ahead just do something praise God there's one person watching online right now and I'm going to prophesy we're going to leave the uh, uh, the camera going for a little while uh, but we're going to have a team released to come up and we're going to start praying for people uh, if you want a prophetic word you feel free to come on up uh, to receive a prophetic word. Um, be cognitive that other people need to get a word. Every, you know, it's kind of like, don't go back for seconds until everybody's had firsts. Is that fair enough? All right. Kind of like when you're at your mom's. No, you can't have it until everybody's got some. All right. But then if you want to go up for a second prophetic word from someone, you just go right ahead. So let the prophetic flow here tonight. Let it flow. So there's somebody watching online. I was told last week, I said, if you're watching, let me know. And it's Kathy from Thunder Bay. And we just greet you and wish you happy, happy New Year, Kathy. And, and in the natural, I know one or two things, but uh, uh, I'm not going to go in that direction. I'm just going to declare, when I, when I was praying for you right before service, I felt the Lord saying two words, hold on. 
Hold on, it's not over. Hold on, it is not over. And I don't know what that means, but I believe God said that you will know what it means. Kathy, hold on, it's not older. Don't let go. Don't let go of God. Don't let go of promises. Don't let go of uh, that the circumstances and situation. God is in the business of changing things. The favor of God is coming upon you as you position yourself uh, uh, in Christ. He will position himself for you. So hold on. Don't let go. God is going to come through for you. There's something that's happening and stirring right now in your midst, in your marriage, in your family, in your finances. God is moving on your behalf. He's your defense lawyer. He's your advocate. And so the Lord bless you all the way up in Thunder Bay. God bless you. We want you to experience all what God has for you. Make sure to visit us in person. Check out www.tgpoa.com for more information on how to find us. We hope to see you here soon.